You're listening to the Over a Drink podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing normal men talking about normal things, putting purpose to pain, turning men into soldiers, and weaponizing testimonies. I'm Mitch Parsons, and I am your host. All right, the Over a Drink podcast, uh, episode two of the night. Uh, if you uh, are a good listener and you followed instructions, um, you know on, how on I always I never did this well. Where like in elementary school or even in high school, they'd give you a test. A teacher would give you a test, and the last question would be like, if you read through the whole test and you read this question, you didn't have to take any of the. I consistently like I knew it was coming, still failed. There was no chance that I. But yeah. anyways, this is the second episode. Um, I'm, I'm experimenting a little bit uh, with the artistic process. Um, the first episode was was Greg. Uh, hey, Greg. Hey. <laughs> the first episode was Greg and his testimony. And man, if you have not listened to that, go back and listen to that. That is, um, I think it'll be cool because you'll learn Greg's heart a little bit. And then when we sit here and BS and talk about, um, we literally just complained about how my AirPods connect to my computer and my <laughs> iPad and my phone back and forth. And my reps that I work with are like, hey, Mitch, figure it out. Um, <laughs> but you'll hear us talking, but you can also know the depth of what he's walked through. Um, so go check out that episode. It's awesome. Uh, this is going to be uh, more towards what the over a drink podcast had evolved into, which was, Hey Greg, what is, uh, the Lord teaching you right now? And honestly, it doesn't even have to be as far as that. It could be like, Hey, so same podcast. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that this is Holy spirit driven. Mm. Uh, so it could be like, Hey, the Lord's teaching me this right now, but for some reason in my gut, like I want to talk about this. And, um, and that's what this episode's going to be, uh, is you got to know Greg, and now Greg is going to take an opportunity, and we're going to have an opportunity for Greg to um, to speak into something that is still testimony, because testimony is the Lord in your story, but it's less storytelling and more conversational. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be the format for the next however long I decide. So, um, <laughs> cool, Greg. Uh what do you, I mean, if you listen to the last podcast, you mentioned a few times, like, oh, we'll talk about this later, or we'll talk about this in the next one. Are any of those something that you want to talk about? Um, I mean, yes. Um, I think um, the, the one that's sticking out in my mind is, is therapy. Yeah. Um, and how incredible it is. Um, and... Again, if you listen to the first one, I, we probably went on for about five minutes about how much you need to yeah. go to therapy. Um, but um, it's <clears throat> it's such an incredible um, incredible experience, and it's it's terrifying, and it it doesn't even help the first few times because you're just going and setting telling and the therapist. Doesn't it feel like you walk out of there like sh- like he or she just punched your brain for like yeah like an hour yeah. and you walk out I remember uh, also just quick side note um we are human <laughs> behind this <laughs> mic um I have a baby monitor uh that is sitting next to me cuz we're in the basement and my 6 month old is upstairs sleeping so that beeping that you heard was 
She likes to roll from her back to her belly in her sleep. I don't know how she does it, but that's her. Um, and then my French bulldog uh, is also down here because he decided that he wanted to bark at the wind um, and it woke up my daughter. And so he is in timeout and he is down here with us, but he makes noises like French, bull French bulldogs do. So if you do hear that, um, sorry that we are human. <laughs> we don't have, and also I don't have a nice podcast recording studio that I go to, to record these. We're sitting in my basement. Um, but therapy, this sucks it does. in the greatest way. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. It sucks in the best way. Um, and like, I think, I think for me, one, um, like, Hey, I never really thought I needed it until I went through, um, everything with Joe and, but after going, I was like, Oh, I didn't need a reason to do this. Like you, you could go through life experiencing almost nothing or having no trials and still need therapy. And, and so like to think that your, your problems are like not are insignificant and don't need therapy. You're wrong about that, first of all. <laughs> and then also, I think the other thing that prevented me from doing it was thinking that I'm too complicated. Like, it would take me eight sessions just to lay the foundation of who I am as a person. And then what you figure out is, well, these people are professionals at <laughs> what they do. <laughs> and they went to a lot of school. They went to a lot of school, and they read a lot of books <laughs> on how to figure you out. And <laughs> and the cool thing, actually, part of, partially about this, and like maybe could tie to this podcast, is they've talked to a lot of people who have probably gone, like, they can't disclose that, hey, so-and-so said this, but they, in the back of their head, can be like, hey, I talked to Mitch three weeks ago, and he's walking through something similar. Right. Here's some advice that, like, maybe I learned from our conversation with him, and now exactly. I can give it to you. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you gain, you gain, like, tools, not only to help yourself, but to help other people. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's easy. It's easy to think and, and reason yourself out of not going, and it's it is easy not to do it. It does take effort, and um, it's obviously not cheap, and so it takes a financial sacrifice to do it. But once you start doing it, you realize, I wish I would have been doing this my whole life. Like talk to anybody that's done it. That's done it. They say the same exact thing about it. And so I had enough people in my life that I was like, oh, this person's going to therapy, and they talk this highly of it. Like maybe I should think about it. And then finally something traumatic enough happened that drove me to it. But, man, I could have been going mm. <laughs> since high school probably. Like, yeah. you could just. Well, it's maintenance. Yes. It's maintenance and it's preventative. It's not reactionary. No. Like, in, to put it in a, a sports term, sorry if you don't listen, do, don't play sports. My wife always gives me grief. She's like, you you make things into sports <laughs> analogies for everything. I'm like, well, I grew up playing it's what you know. sports. It's what I know. It's my language. I'm bilingual. Um, <laughs> you keep singing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, if you follow my life at all, I am obsessed with my wife, rightfully so. And if you don't believe me, then you're not allowed in the Just Fan Club. Um, so, um, but uh, it's one of those things where like we treat counseling and therapy as like, Hey, I broke my wrist. I need to go to the emergency room. Mm. Um, when in reality it's like, Hey, I'm stretching and I am lifting and I am doing all of these things so that when I do go into a trial, like your Joe story, mm -hmm. like I am a flexible and limber enough to, to like move yeah. and I'm strong enough to handle it. Exactly. Um, and 
I just wish, like, if you're listening to this and you're on the, like, how cool would it be? Like, I'm a dreamer. I don't have this kind of money. Uh, but, like, if you're out there and you have this kind of money, reach out to me. But, like, to start a fund within this where it's like, mm. hey, I, I can't front a full year of you going to counseling, but, like, let me buy you a couple sessions. Because, yeah. um, I mean, reality, it's like 100 bucks, anywhere between 100 and, I mean, more, yeah. um, depending on your insurance. Uh <laughs> Which is so sad to me that, like, um, it's so sad to me that for something so important, it's such, so many hoops have to be jumped through. I know. And like, a lot of, like, yeah, a lot of insurance doesn't cover it. A lot of it. insurance don't cover it, but, yeah. like, they'll cover, I mean, like, what, I, and maybe I just don't know, maybe I sound really dumb, but, like, my $35 copay for me to go to another kind of doctor, like, that's going to help me physically. Right. Why then can't we give a priority to mental, which in reality, like affects my physical, like there are physical yeah. repercussions to burying crap. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to be burying shit because like, it, like, <laughs> it, like um, we were talking about this off, off mic a second ago. Like it is naive to believe that in a broken world that, if you, and this is not maybe not a PG. Um, I can use the word crap, but it, to me, it just doesn't carry the weight of what I wanted to say. Yeah. So, like in a world that is full of shit, for us to pretend like wading through it, we're not gonna get go through some of our own, exactly. or like like we say, like get it in, on our like body, get it in our like it's n- it's unrealistic. Why yeah. do we have to work so hard to to sort that out? Yeah. Um, and why do we have to react to it when those things do happen? Like if you yeah. If you can go to therapy <laughs> pre-trauma, you'd be able like traumatic experiences would not be near as traumatic. Yeah, because you'd be able to, or at least you could walk through them in a healthy way. Yeah, instead of having lifelong repercussions, because a lot of therapy is like unpacking uh, unpacking your your childhood and realizing not that like because I like I had incredible parents. Yeah, same. and you realize through therapy that like you're um, even. The, the best parents um, raised you in a way that has impacts on how you operate as an adult. And so it's not necessarily blaming your parents. It's just explaining like why, but yeah. Um, if, but so you're unpacking a lot of that and understanding why you are the way that you are. Um, but if you have that kind of base of, of, of therapy, then you don't necessarily, you have kind of that tool set when you do go through trauma to walk through it. Yeah. in a healthy way so it doesn't like huh. traumatically affect you for the rest of your life like it's just something that you work yeah. through well, and, I, and I think it's more and more you talk to people that like that's a common thing yeah. like like even as you said that like I have amazing parents and I don't know if I've said this on this show before is it a show or this podcast that felt <laughs> gross um, on this podcast before um, uh, but like my parents are amazing they encouraged me in everything that I did. They bragged about me to their friends to, or like maybe not brag, but just were proud parents. Yeah. Like, um, and that built up in me like, Oh, like what I do then earns me love, earns yeah. me pride, earns me. So like I called my dad crying when I didn't want to play football anymore because of my mental health. Like, will right. you still love me if I don't play? Fo- like, Jess yeah. and I want to write a book because Jess feels the same way about music and her voice. Mm. That, like, 
if she didn't sing, would people still care to follow her on Instagram? Would people still care mm-hmm. to like message her? And like, it's so funny because people like she's a pastor, but people will be like, "Oh, you, like you sang that song so pretty at your concert," and right. she's like. <laughs> it's not a concert, it's a worship night. And like, thank you. But like, so I say that like, we want to write a children's book together around the idea of like, even if you didn't, like, I'd still love you. Yeah. Like you cool. You got an A on your paper. Like, I'm so proud of you that like you studied, you worked hard, but like, even if you didn't do that well, like, you know, I'd still love you. Right. And like, I think that, that that, like, is marking for me because mm-hmm. when it comes back, like, and I, like, discovered that through therapy. Right. Exactly. Like, I discovered that through um, counseling and, like, core motivations are real. Yeah. And being able to unpack why you feel certain ways helps you then, I picture it of, like, a knot. Like, once you get, like, one part of the knot, everything else starts to unravel. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you end up just sitting on a couch and crying in front of uh, your, <laughs> your therapist because of that unraveling. <laughs> because but of that it's unraveling. Healthy. You're like, it's <laughs> healthy and they have so many tissues. The planet is not happy that you are crying because <laughs> the coral reefs are just pissed. <laughs> My favorite thing to do when I catch people off guard is I'll be like, do you want a, a bag with that? And I'm like, no. Do you have you not seen the video of the turtle with the straw on its nose? And they'll be like, "What?" I'm like, "Just save a turtle." And then I like I walk off. <laughs> and they're like, or like, oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, "Do you want a straw?" I'm like, "No, say uh, I'll save a penguin somewhere," <laughs> and not give them a chance to respond. <laughs> Just like, like, oh, I'm awful. I'm a horrible human. Uh, I okay. So I I love like this ties in. I promise. But like you also said something. Um at the end of Joe's po- of the end of the podcast about Joe and you're like I I'm like mad at God like mm. he was mad at God and like dude that's like where I have been for weeks now mm. because I feel like and it's so silly after hearing like stories like you and like Stories like insert anybody that goes through a long period of like what the, like what the f God mm-hmm. why are we still doing this? But I've been in this like self pity mode of like I'm just pissed off at you God because you're not answering my prayers. Um, and I've done the work that I feel like I've gone to therapy. I've gone and done these things, mm. but here we are still not like the verse actually like made me so angry of like knock and the door, like knocking the door will be answered. And I, I said something to Jess the other night and I had like a mini breakdown and I was like, how many times do I have to knock on the door before it falls over? Cause at right. this point I feel like these are the best freaking hinges to ever. Cause I have knocked thousands of times. I've, I've dang near kicked the door. I've in dang near, dang near kicked the door in. <laughs> God, I've prayed. I'm going to go learn Spanish so I can pray to you in Spanish. Cause I've prayed every way in English. Yeah. Um, and so I just hope that that's not picking up. My dog is having a full-on knip shit in the background. <laughs> um, but, like, I, 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 I wonder if that's how people – because then the enemy kind of whispers, like, you can't be mad at God. 
Right. Are you a bad Christian? Do you right. not have good... Are you not... What are you doing? Yeah. And, like, for you to say, oh, I'm all, I've am i also been mad at God. I'm like, oof. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, okay. there's two of us now in this right. group. Um, um, yeah, so, I, 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 I think you're absolutely right. Like, the enemy makes you feel shame because you feel that anger. But I think what's a much healthier approach is to actually be angry and to like let that anger out mm-hmm. instead of burying that anger. And cause ultimately like if you hold that anger down long enough and turns into resentment and resentment, which is something um, I was actually going to bring up is something that like I've absolutely been dealing with um, uh, via, you know, different life events, but then just other things at work. But I think like if, and that's what the enemy wants is you to become resentful. Cause against, you get bitter. Yeah. Cause then you get bitter. Um, and then you start to demonize God in a way that just mm. isn't true. Makes him cruel instead of, yeah. Yeah. Instead like, of, and, and you just always, you always feel like you have to submit and be happy with God when it's like, no, I'm, I'm pissed off. Like, like well, wasn't why it, ja- it's Jacob that wrestles with God. Yeah, I think it's Jacob. Yes. I should know my Bible better. I know I should too. I have to admit, I am. I'm so Bible bad at knowledge. I'm so bad at names. And then, like, I'm like, there's a story somewhere with a fish, <laughs> like it's a big fish, I think. <laughs> like, and then the like fish, someone... and then the fish is swimming under an ark somewhere, <laughs> um, like, <laughs> Just it which is your... the ark is and like a, Noah's carrying the covenant of the ark, <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> but a giant is on and the ark, I think, with and, and a smaller guy defeats him on the ark. Yeah, I throws him <laughs> overboard, overboard, and then the fish eats him. No, I, I, I was the Lord has been teaching me a lot through this, and I've landed on this thing of like, hey, like when you wrestle with me, you have to get a lot closer than, than the distance you've put in between us because you're mad. Yeah. And I'd rather be close with you and you wrestling me than you just completely ignoring me. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause I'd gotten to that point. I was like, I'm just, just going to do my own thing. Yeah. I'm going to figure this out. Um, because you're obviously not going to help me. Yeah. Uh, I haven't learned Mandarin yet to ask you in the right <laughs> language. And, uh, which is like, if you hear me, like that's, that's an, a human place to be. I think I've mm-hmm. had to learn. I've had to te- talk myself into that of like, there's no shame in that. It's not the right place to be. No. But faith is a sine curve. If you're not familiar with math, a sine curve looks like a wave. It's up and down and up and down. And there is, find me someone who has a constant positive slope, a straight line up in their faith. And I will show you Jesus. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Mine <laughs> looks like the stock market. <laughs> it's very jagged. It drops almost down to zero most times. <laughs> and and here here we are still breathing. But yeah. I I'm I've been in this season of like almost like pr- prove it to me, God mm. that like and that's where scripture's hard for me is because there's two places. There's one where it's like it says like do not test God. Hmm. but then there's like the fleece that you lay out and it's like, God, if this is, if water is on this fleece, like I forget again, um, somebody in the Bible put out a fleece and tested God. Right. And he showed up like, uh, and then like, uh, 
Abraham, nope, not Abraham, whoever is like, who's ever saved, uh, he's like, God, if there's one person, that, if there's a hundred people here in this city that you want to destroy, won't you save it? Like, if there's 50 people then, mm. and it's probably literally like the most common person, like most spoken about person in the Bible that I'm blanking on his name. <laughs> but like, then are, are we... I should s- be able to name it too. <laughs> are we supposed only. to challenge God or are we not? Right. And like, so I'm in this season of like, God, I need you to... Like, I, I remember journaling. I was like, hey, I, I need to hear your voice. And I kind of have... I think I've forgotten what it sounds like or... You're speaking me to me in a new way, and I haven't learned this new way that you're speaking to me. So can you either show me that, or like hit me in the face with a two by four <laughs> with a with like big bold letters? Listen, um, God, I'm very dumb. Uh, you yeah, need uh, to be much more obvious. You're being very obscure. <laughs> you're doing this thing where you whisper, and I am not That's good at. Not I am deaf. Speed. Remember, you made me deaf, God. I have hearing aids. Um, <laughs> And you whisper, uh, <laughs> but um, I I think like literally instantaneously, like it's like okay, maybe I just it's not my ears that are the issue; it's my eyes. Mm. Maybe like you are answering my prayers, but not in the way that I want to. And so I'm looking east and right. being like, God, wh- and all I need to do is turn my head. Yeah. And look and be like, oh, there's mountains in the West. That's yeah. a lot better than Nebraska. No yeah. offense if you're from Nebraska. Um, <laughs> we love Nebraska. We love Nebraska. I'm from Indiana, so. I've... You and your corn. Corn um, <laughs> But like, and that like rocked me. I was like, oh God. Like yeah. maybe I haven't misheard you. I just haven't seen you. Mm. I'm like, all right, God. Well, then start helping me look in the right direction. Right. Because um, I, I think when you're kind of in that, um, when when you don't like acknowledge and release your anger and it turns to like resentment, then that's when you're that's when it warps your perspective. Because now you're you're looking at all of the things that God isn't doing in your life mm-hmm. that you wish He would, instead of instead of looking at all the things that He is doing. Dang. Yeah. And so, um, so anyway, I like like you. I was in a very resentful place because of different reasons but mostly work related which i think a lot of people can relate to but um but i i realized um i I even think just simply acknowledging that you are angry or you are resentful releases some of it just being like i am i'm pissed off or like i am demonizing the people that don't deserve to be demonized Mm. in my life um and even just acknowledging that to yourself can can release some of it. It just Hmm. automatically lifts some of it off your shoulders. Beyond that, I haven't found any profound solutions to it. I'm just aware (laughs) of it at the moment, but maybe that's a thing for therapy I need to address, but (laughs) but that awareness is so big because I think that, uh, man, the enemy likes to have us operate in ignorance. Like if, like ignorance is bliss. And if, if we can just be happy with the circumstance and, we're just in this mundane monotony of like, oh, this kind of sucks, but it just is what it is, and this is my life. And <laughs> yep. the enemy's like, I'm cool. seeing God in all of this when you might not be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, yeah, and Jess, Jess said something the other day, and I think Bridget told Jess, but it's sim- basically like the 
the enemy, his main goal is to get you in a cycle and a loop where he doesn't have to work. He just sits back in his lawn chair and watches you spiral, spiral. Yeah. And so true. allows you to be a human. And all yeah. he does is plant a thought and you're yeah. like, and I'll see you in a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, like how, like what you're saying, like, but I think the awareness is a big thing. He, yeah. like, no, he wants nothing to do with the veil being taken up of, off of our eyes to like, to see the reality of the situation. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think, I think like the root of all that is, is mostly just being just completely honest with yourself, like not lying to yourself about how you feel. And for me, a lot of that comes from, um, how I was feeling like after Joe passed away was like, be honest about, um, how you're feeling and, and let those feelings out. Um, but also like, yeah, when I was pissed off, just acknowledging that I was pissed off and not trying to be like, Oh, I'm not mad about this. I'm yeah. just like, I think, just need to have a better perspective about it, but it's do you better. Think that had to do a lot with your brother. Like for, for, so if you're yeah. just listening to this episode, um, Greg's brother has epilepsy and his entire childhood, uh, Greg essentially watched his brother go through hell mm-hmm. in terms of his brain. Yeah. And there were answered prayers or there were unanswered prayers mm-hmm. continuously. And from me listening to your story, it's kind of like you just accepted this, like, this is the reality. This is how it is. And like, yeah. you just have to be okay with it. Those feelings that you feel aren't going to change anything. Yeah. And I then might. that's such a contrast to how you handled Joe. Exactly. I might need to pay you at the end of this for the therapy <laughs> session you're giving me. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely think it's, it's stemmed in that. And just having to accept the reality and having to force yourself to be okay with it instead of being honest about how you feel about it. Cause it was always, it was just, it had to be endless. It didn't have to be, but it, it, it was like just kind of endless optimism. Like, Oh, especially yeah, with my brother, um, be strong. Yeah. Just be strong. Keep, keep trying. Cause, um, if you don't want to waste your time and listen to my testimony, that's fine. <laughs> um, it's not a waste of time, so I rebuke everything that you just said. I might just cut this out of the whole podcast. Yeah, I'll be like, why was there a weird gap right in the middle? Um, uh, but basically, my yeah, my brother's epilepsy, his, his whole life was um, trying to um, different brain surgeries and other um, surgeries that were trying to minimize and um, ultimately try and cure his epilepsy but and there are like a million types of um seizures that people can have so his is like really specific and so anyway thing after thing didn't work so it was just constant disappointment but it was like it was almost like you had to be strong and um for him because like you have to just be like oh that you know it's okay we'll 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 figure something else out like there's there's always going to be something else like Cause like for him, he like it not only to watch it, but to have to actually go through that. Yeah. Um, must be, I mean, how, like, I don't know how you accept constant failure like that. So I think, um, having or, or feeling the obligation to always be optimistic or always having to accept your circumstances, um, comes from all that. And so then when I went through everything with Joe, it was like, no, like this, 
this sucks and I'm I'm pissed off about it. Um, yeah. And it was such a healthier way to process it. Hmm. And I think it's what got me through it and why I'm like here today and happy. Um, I, yeah. And I think that as humans, we live in this society where it's like better present this happy self to everybody. And if you yeah. don't, then shut up and quit being dramatic. And so then we compromise our outer appearance. No, we compromise our inner health for our outer appearance. Mm -hmm. We place value in what the Instagram tells us and what our likes are because we get a certain dopamine hit from every like, Mm -hmm. which for a minute feels good, but then all of a sudden you're back to, oh, well, my inside feels like it's rotting. And if we were to just be like, hey, I'm actually going to disregard what you think about me for Mm -hmm. a moment and take care of myself. What kind of world would we live in? (laughs) Be a happier place. Which is so counterintuitive because (laughs) if we were just to be sad for a moment, maybe we'd all be happier. (laughs) That's so true though. (laughs) Honestly. Um, Yeah. I, because I I think that's something that um, I had to work through in therapy is where am I placing my self-worth um, and a lot of it, uh, which, which, um, you know, in Instagram or in social media, or it was all like performance based for me. So how was I doing at work? How am I doing in friendships? And it was all externally based as opposed to like, what, like, what do, at, to a point where like my therapist asked me straight up, he's like, what do you, what do you like? Like, what do you like to do? What mm. do you feel about this? Cause I was just letting all, everything outside uh, dictate how I was feeling inside. Hmm. Um, because if someone else is happy, then, then, then oh, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> when I wasn't yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, social media has a lot to do with that, but just everything in your life, like, um, can be boiled, at least for me, it could be boiled down to, I was just trying to find worth in that. Huh. And when you stop, when you realize that you are going to be, and it's such a simple thing, but like, you are going to be okay if someone doesn't like you. Or if you don't get the likes you want on Instagram, yeah. like you, like you will survive. You will <laughs> wake up tomorrow morning. <laughs> you will be okay. It's a profound you. thing to understand, it, <laughs> dude. The social media it has the power to do so much good, but also so much. Like I would be, I I wish there was a way to quantify, and like put on a scale like a balance of like okay these are the negative things that come with it and these are the positives Mm -hmm. is it worth it like i see people who are without social media are so freaking happy yeah but then i fight this tension of like yeah but like i'm on this mission right i'm on this mission to normalize men talking about normal things and i'm and i can't do that shouting it from my roof Right. Like, <laughs> I have a loud A voice, but yeah. I mean, I would, my HOA already hates me. <laughs> like, I would be kicked out of my neighborhood so fast, and oh my gosh. If if you're on my HOA board, I love you. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, dude, I, I love that. Like, are you, like, I would wonder, like, like, how many people truly I've actually started doing that a little bit where I'm like because I busy myself to a the tenth degree to try to justify myself 
mm-hmm. to try to make it so that you see me and you're like, oh, Mitch is smart. Right. Mitch does all these things. Mitch is talented. Yeah. Oh, He's Mitch ambitious. is Mitch is ambitious. Yeah. Mitch, <laughs> and in reality, it's like, do you even want to be doing this? Right. Exactly. I, I hadn't <laughs> podcasted in so long, which is what I love to do, because I was doing all these other things to make my LinkedIn profile look sick. <laughs> like, yeah. And I just started being like, do I want to do this? If the answer is no, then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like having a baby's helped so much with that because I'm like, do I want to leave and spend my valuable time doing that? Nope. No. So I'm not going to. And right. like, I wonder, like, I haven't built leg. Legos are like legitimately one of my favorite things. For I sure, went, a love for Legos. Oh my gosh, I won't spend money on. Ask me if I want guac. No, too expensive. Will I spend $150 on a Lego <laughs> without blinking an eye? I won't um, spend 75 cents on guac, but $200 on Legos. You can take my money. That's Go gonna be a collectible one day. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm a purist. I, I like don't. cut my boxes so that you don't rip and like uh, whatever. Oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> but like, I wonder what if we were to actually introspectively look at the fact of like everything that I do in a day. If I were to, to write down everything that I do in a day and be like, which of these do I actually want to do? Would you find anything? That you Would you find do? anything and then wonder why you hate your life? Yeah, because you're not doing anything you love. Exactly. Like. But what I love doesn't put me further on the on the totem pole of <laughs> right. work. What what I love doesn't. That's why, like when when the Lord asks me to rest, I go build Legos. Yeah, because there is nothing that that Legos get me nowhere. I don't gain favor from anybody mm-hmm. by doing Legos. I actually probably piss off my wife a little bit because I go into my own little world yep. and I'll be doing Legos, and she's like, "Are you even listening?" I'm like. I love you. <laughs> Can you repeat what you said? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but like, dude, I, that's one of those things. That, like, I like th- this podcast, this, this pod part of the podcast is fun because it's like, Hey, I challenge you. If you're listening to this, look at your life. Yeah. Do you love what you're doing? If not, why are you doing it? Yeah. You're only here for so long. Yeah. Why waste time? I and look, some things are necessary to be done that you don't like to do. It's not like you should go through life. <laughs> yeah, people are reasonable, reasonable enough to. Understand you have responsibilities. That, you do have responsibilities, but the the direction of your life and the things you 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 spend your time on do you do you actually like those things or not? Or are you doing them for ul- ulterior reasons? Of yeah, trying to find worth or trying to find status or trying to make more money so you can have status. Like, just yeah. Be more honest with yourself. In all aspects. In all aspects. And you'll weed out a lot of things that you don't actually like to do. <laughs> and they take up so much time. <laughs> it takes up so much time. Oh, my god! Like, I have friends that, because um, I, I did it all the time in friendships, like, and relationships, of course. But um, people would ask me to do stuff, and I just would say yes. And then I would hate whatever it was. Like, um I can't think of anything specific off the top of my head, and I don't want to name friends. But no. <laughs> I'll out <laughs> myself If I said yes to you, then I then I genuinely <laughs> wanted to <laughs> spend time with you. But I love you. Um, but there are just certain things that I just that I genuinely didn't enjoy doing that I've said no to like now, and I'm like, yeah. man, I got to spend my weekend fly hanging fishing. out, fly fishing, reading, going golfing, rather than 
hiking or camping, which I don't enjoy doing. As Joshua. Much. <laughs> and I've been honest with Josh about, listen, man, I don't. <laughs> that guy's like, hey, it's going to be negative 10 degrees. You want to go ice camping? I'm like, what the hell is ice camping? And no. He's like, we sleep in like Navy rated like slump sleeping bags outside of our tent under the stars when it's snowing. I'm like on snow on snow and we eat cold food. And I'm like, please just next time. Don't aim, don't make me feel bad telling you. No, just don't ask me. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm happy you found your passion. But that could not be further. There's gotta be a Facebook I, group I somewhere of other psychopaths who enjoy doing that. Yeah. I will find it for you. <laughs> But we love Josh. We, he has we, the best heart for God I've ever known in my we life. We were actually just talking about his Instagram posts. If you yeah. like, he's like poetic in his poetic. captions. Yeah, it's, a, it's awesome. It is, and it, he's actually pretty decent at photography too. Which he and he's a drone uh, now, apparently. Yeah, um, is it his so drone? He, I think it's his friend's drone. But oh. he documents a lot of his insane adventures, his climbing, rock climbing mountains, and he's tried to get me to do it and. I've gotten much more fulfillment out of saying no than I would have saying yes. My response is, have you seen the Netflix documentary? Because I have. <laughs> and that's about as close as you're going to get me to a mountain. Yep. So, um, And I'll be much more fulfilled because I'm relaxing on my couch <laughs> watching it rather than... Not tending to my frostbite on my yeah, toes. Not, not testing out a new <laughs> sleeping bag in negative 10 degree weather. <laughs> that Jocko Willenick told me that I had to use. <laughs> um, but yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's, um, and, uh, I, I, it kind of, that thought kind of spawned from a lot of different, um, things that I've been kind of doing in my life as far as like different habits that I've picked up like reading and then some of it came from therapy. And so like, I'm telling you, the more you do some of these things and better understand yourself, the happier you'll be in your life. Um, which is crazy, which is nuts. But so I read, um, I know there are definitely some Jordan Peterson fans out there, but I read his book, his first book, um, 12 rules of life. And one of the rules is like not to lie to yourself. Mm. And I just like really took that to heart. Cause I was like, man, how many times in a day do I, do I lie to myself about how I'm feeling? Mm. And so then that caused me to look at the resentment I was actually feeling and taking towards yourself or towards, towards just circumstance. Um, it was mostly circumstance. And I think some of it was kind of left over, um, and is just continued from, um, the, the Joe situation and probably my brother's situation of just like unfairness in life. That's, mm. um, hard to swallow, but then also on a smaller scale, just at work, um, and feeling like I've given so much and not been given that in return. Yeah. And it made me realize that I was demonizing my bosses. And then like it also, you also, I think resentment turns into victimization too, because when you're in that space of resentment, then anything that happens against you or feels unfair gets amplified. Hmm. And then you're like, you're like, this always, of course this happens to me. This always happens to me. I always have to work late. I always have to do X, Y, and Z because that's just my life. Hmm. And then you start to, and then I was demonizing my bosses when like in reality, like if I was honest with myself, like, Hey, I was angry, but then also my bosses don't want to screw me over. Like really, <laughs> like they might accidentally do it sometimes, but like they want me at the company. They want, they want me to do well at my job 
at the end of the day. And while they may not realize (laughs) some of the things that they do (laughs) cause me to work until three in the morning. But, um, uh, so mostly like, I, I think I came to that kind of conclusion mostly because of some things that happened at work that made me like incredibly, like almost as angry as I've ever been. And then I was like, why do I feel this angry about this? Hmm. And so I just started kind of backtracking through different thoughts I'd had and pieced it all together. But introspection is scary. Yes. But I think things that are powerful are scary. The ocean mountains yeah god but like introspection is powerful and it's Mm -hmm. scary to like sit and actually look at yourself yeah or actually look at a circumstance like what you're saying like i don't i'm only able to do that truly through writing Mm. i'll sit and i do 750 words a day but i turn the filter off and i just go and I'll be writing. I'll be like, holy crap. I didn't know I felt that way. <laughs> but I can't stop writing about it. So right. here we go. Yeah. And then I sit back and I'm like, well, I just opened up like 19 cans of worms. So <laughs> um, here we go I'm to think about it. These ones are going to be saved for later, yeah. pile. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I think what you're saying is so big as like authenticity. Yeah. Just truly authentic. Like, I think the like this is kind. It, this relates, but like the core desire, the ultimate desire. I like I believe this as humans is to be unapologetically themselves and to be loved for who they are authentically, mm. just completely naked. Not physically, I mean, also physically, but like, of course. but <laughs> that's why I don't eat certain things. I'm just, <laughs> that's why I have a Peloton. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but like, like on a, on like a spiritual level to be completely seen for who you are yes, and to be loved for it. And yeah. that means like my response to something. So like, why am I responding that way to my bosses? If I actually shared with why I am responding that way, would I still have my job? Right. I don't think anybody knows me fully, my wife even, yeah. because there are things that maybe that she does or maybe that my daughter does that trigger a response in me that I'm like, oh, that's gross. Bury that. Yeah. Like, oh, why? or like there are certain things that I think about myself that I don't share with Jess because she loves me so much that it'll hurt her feelings so much more than it hurts mine. Mm. But I think I'm about myself and I'm like, eh, and that's going to be buried yeah, <laughs> for forever <laughs> yeah, until the, the next time that I feel like drawing about it. Yeah. <laughs> or until my next therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> my dog knows so much more about me than my wife because we go for walks and I just process things with him. If you look into Hoagie's eyes, you'll see so many of Mitch's secrets. There, yes. There's times when Hoagie starts barking like, bro, if you share that with Jess... <laughs> I might accidentally leave you out for the fox at least (laughs) (laughs) for the coyotes. Stitches, uh, stitches get stitches. (laughs) Stitches get stitches. I agree, though. I think I do think at our core, we we desire to be loved for exactly who we are. Yeah. But I, I I don't know if 
like that's that's where God comes into play in such exactly. a way, right? So, I I think it would be it, it's almost like dangerous to try and um, man, I have a thought and I'm trying to form it, but to think that you'll almost that you'll find the kind of authentic love in another person that God could give you is not accurate. Like no person, like not even like you couldn't. Like, I can't even love myself, or I couldn't even love someone else the way that God loves me. Isn't that, it's almost unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> literally. It, it's like, God, like, because my, my argument is always like, oh, if you only knew me, you yeah. wouldn't love me. You wouldn't, yeah. And God's like, but I do know you, yeah. and I also made you, so <laughs> try again. What's another excuse? Yeah. Like... <laughs> But even still, we try to put human rationale on a on a God who is not human. Right. And at what point do we stop? Right. I don't know if I ever will. I don't think we ever will. I think it's part of our nature. But I think the pursuit of that is pretty pure and will lead to like the pursuit of, of God's love as opposed as opposed to other people's love via Instagram or performance or whatever yeah um is much more pure and will bring you so much more joy than Mm. anything else could ever possibly bring you and it's an easy thing to just kind of paint and say um but i think on a like on a very small scale like just starting with being honest with yourself and honest about your feelings will start leading you down that path because i have so many days where i where i'm not and where I say yes to things or react to things in a dishonest way. Hmm. And that doesn't mean go around being an asshole to everybody and saying no. And yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I think, I think like I, I struggle with it on a daily basis, even though I'm like very aware of how honest I feel about things a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but you're a human. I'm a human and that's okay. Yeah. I'm not going to be perfect at it. But I, I, I realized too this year, um, that like starting, starting small with like big aspirations is such a huge way to do things. Um, even running <laughs> and signing up for, I don't even know if you want to talk about that on this podcast and have it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it ever. Okay. We will until, until after we've done it. Until after we've done it. <laughs> if I'm ever alive. <laughs> if we survive. If we survive. We'll have, we'll talk about we'll it. On third, that. We'll have you back on. Yeah, we'll have a third we'll, Greg episode. We'll have a third Greg. We'll have a Greg <laughs> Kevin episode. Yes. And Bailey's stupid a who <laughs> talked us into it will sit outside of the podcast room and we will just talk smack about her yes. for an entire. And hour. she will just have to sit there and listen and wear it. <laughs> but I think smart starting with with small steps because like I I kind of like you am like very ambitious about like I have big ideas on things but like me personally I'll start pursuing those ambitions and then quickly burn out or hmm. find something else and so um for me like I mean honestly even as small as trying to be more disciplined in my life is kind of a big theme for me this year and so um that discipline started with literally 
brushing my teeth every night before I go to bed because I used to not do that. Hmm. And that might be gross to some people, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brushing my teeth and washing my face every single night before I go to bed. Started that small, just one thing. I was like, if I can do this consistently, then I'll build on that. And I'll start forming habits. How's that been? It's been good. I've been doing it. I mean, I missed like a few nights. But um, so like I started with that, but then it bled into um, I started reading. Like I've never been a reader. And this year, I, and of course I say that, and I haven't read in the last couple weeks, but that's okay. (laughs) I'm having grace with myself. Grace, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I started reading, um, and I read, like, uh, I think four or five books since um, February. Wow, good um, But again, like, that's another habit that I formed was just, like, reading a chapter before I go to bed or reading part of a chapter before I go Mm. to bed. And so then, like, that led to exercise and and being more in the word this year and just like other stuff that, it, but it I started compounds. literally with brushing my teeth every night Dang. before I go to bed. What is something that you could do if you're listening to this, that, uh, could start to practice discipline and that, that bleeds so much into spiritual. Like, yeah. dude, I, as you're talking, I'm like, I, I went like weeks without praying. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like I, and, but then I just started like, like on a walk, like, Hey God, I'm just checking in. That's what literally was to be the prayer. That's it. And, and then it started like, dude, that literally those little things turned to where like, I'm at a place right now where I'm, I'm not mad at God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing things differently. And like, yeah. I people talk about like making their bed. As a habit. Yeah, that's that's actually another one that I started. You started making your bed? <laughs> yeah, I don't make my bed simply because, I mean, this is opposite of what I love you. I like being able to be like, end of the day, I'm jumping into my bed. I don't have to undo it. I'm just, it's ready for me. It's, <laughs> I get that. It's actually, like, like 100%. And, <laughs> and it is so, a chore at the end of the night to have to take the. Throw with the amount of off. pillows, yeah, you, you, probably, you don't have a wife. I have two pillows. You have it. two pillows and so, you sleep with both of them probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have two decorative, oh. well, I don't even know what you call them, throw pillows, but that's it. You probably have like 90 pillows on that bed, I would imagine, knowing Jess. You wanna, do you want to you know, <laughs> know the biggest argument? One of the Walking through a store and having $100 worth of pillows <laughs> in our cart, and I'm like, I'm very... I'm very uh, rational. Like when it comes to like there, we took some test and my, my, uh, I scored like a 10 out of 10 when it comes to, I think rationally, not emotionally. So if it doesn't mm-hmm. like logically or like if it doesn't logically make sense to me, let me tell you a hundred dollars worth of pillows. There is no logic in that. <laughs> And that's me being generous on the price tag. I don't know. Like, yeah, it seems, uh, yeah. I, I, when you get married, they, they put you like, again, if you listen to this, I am so obsessed with my wife. But I had a, a friend, Cam Cathcart, uh, who he said something once. He goes, marriage is for sanctification. Like, if you married someone who agreed with you on everything, then y'all wouldn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if you talk to Kevin and Kevin and Bailey, they could not be more opposite. Yeah, I, Jess and I are polar opposite.
opposites in how we handle conflict, in how we communicate, in mm. how in our spending habits, in our in our everything, in our emotion, like how we handle emotion. Mm. I bury, she doesn't. I and so like we have had to through the grace of marriage, <laughs> like I like that. The blessing. That <laughs> the blessing is. of marriage. That is. <laughs> um, but like Cam was so spot on. Like yeah. I am that a sounds... better human because my wife and I have had to find middle ground. Um, right. And we've had to learn how to find middle ground. Yeah. That all started with making a bed. Um, <laughs> make your bed, people. Make your bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but dude, I, I think... I mean, and just to like, uh, I don't know. I think so much of like what you're talking about. And like, if we look at the overall theme of this podcast that went everywhere, (laughs) it would be like, look at like, how hard is it to look at something that you don't want to? Mm. And why is it that I don't want to look at it? Mm. And that's scary to ask too. And so I've really just been putting... Uh, and it sounds so cliche, dude. I uh, hear me as I say this, but like, just putting it at the feet of Jesus, yeah. like, God, like, today I almost had a panic attack over some like finance stuff, and I normally would have. Jess is out of town, mind you, so I have no accountability, uh, and so I could have spiraled into a full on. I'm going to go apply at McDonald's right now. And Jess would come home and I'd be flipping burgers and she'd be like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm at my night shift because we need more money. (laughs) And like, like truly. And I was so proud of myself because I just started praying. I was like, God, please, I'm going to start freaking out. And I need you to answer, like, help me here. And he did in his own way. He showed up and I was able to recognize it, which was huge. But like, like, Put it at the feet, like yeah. You're not meant to carry so much over and over. I keep seeing this. Um, uh, the weight that you carry, you may carry it well, but that doesn't mean that it's not heavy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be heavy if you put it at the feet of Jesus. Like he'll, you were not asked to carry it exactly. But yeah. sometimes it takes recognizing it, yeah. being aware of it, to even be able to take it off of your shoulders. Right, exactly. Because if you have no idea it exists, or if you don't want to know it exists, then how are you supposed to give it to Jesus? Imagine wearing like a weight vest constantly that you strapped on years ago. You're so used to it now. You've been walking around with 15-pound weight vest on for your whole life. You're freaking strong. Yeah. Good for you. You're carrying <laughs> that weight. But also, what? how much higher could you jump? <laughs> yeah. If you're playing basketball <laughs> and you take 15 pounds off you, how much higher can you jump? Yeah. That'll preach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Someone shout me down. <laughs> oh, you need God. to get a raise hand, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, dude, you you you're great. This has been thanks, great. Man. We um, we're almost there. We're at fifty five minutes, and that's not man. including intro outro. Um, any closing thoughts? Any final? I asked you this earlier, but earlier was earlier. Um, and I think a lot, we've talked about a lot, um, in between then, even on and off mic, um, what do you, like, if you could, so 
Um, maybe this should have been on the last one and we'll switch it next time. So learning, y'all are learning with me. But <laughs> if you could talk to Greg pre-traumatic event, you insert here. Um, whether that be because whether you label it or not, like your brother was traumatic. Traumatic right. doesn't have to be a giant explosion. It can be a hundred knife, pr- a hundred yeah. pricks. It can be a slow burn. It can be a slow burn. Um, so your brother, like, and I don't even want to put words in your mouth, but like, if you could jump back to a point in time and give Greg one piece of advice or do one thing, I, I my answer was when when I was asked this question was like I'd just go give myself a hug. Yeah. And be like, dude, it's okay. Like yeah. it's like you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Um it doesn't have to be this profound thing. It yeah. can be super silly. Like, hey, go go get the chicken wings because you <laughs> want them. Because you want them. Yeah. Don't say yes to <laughs> that trip. Yeah. Because you don't want to go on it. <laughs> um Man, I mean, there is such a long list, but <laughs> of things I wish I could tell younger Greg. But um, I think I, I think if I could tell him anything, I would I would just tell him that um, listen, you're worth like the lyric from the Maverick City song is like you'll never be more loved than you are right now. Hmm. And everyone's heard Gyra like 50,000 times. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember hearing that line after a therapy session of, as if God like just placed it hmm. on my windshield. Like he etched hmm. it into the glass of my windshield is like, you will never be more loved than you are right now. If I could explain, if I could just tell that to my younger self, hmm. just so he understood like, man, you're already loved. Like you don't have to go be or do anything. You don't have to be the perfect boyfriend. You don't have to be the best friend that anyone's ever had. You don't have to perform better than everybody at your job just so you feel okay. Like you're already okay. You're already loved hmm. by by someone who truly loves you and sees you sees totally. You. Yeah. If I could, so if I could tattoo that on his chest, <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be the one thing that I would tell younger Greg. That's great. Uh, on a lighter note, you jump to a worship song, and the minute you say that, I jump to 90s hip-hop. And like, if you don't know, now you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. I was, trying, I was trying to be you know, more on brand for the podcast. but <laughs> Honestly, I'm just thinking that you're a traitor and that you don't that you listen to anybody other than my wife sing so <laughs> i so the thing there is will be I, breakthrough I, here i hear that song but i hear jess's voice when there I it goes it, there it so. goes okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> um well if you guys made it through 58 minutes of greg and i that was a good mix of like bs and also like it was some like bullshit and some like real shit like yeah. mixed together. Yeah. Huh. If you're listening to this and you are my in-laws, <laughs> Julian Glenn, I am sorry that I used the S word. <laughs> uh, if you are anybody else that holds me in a, a high esteem, I probably don't deserve to be there. So I am sorry. Um <laughs> 
call me and I will fix that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I say that, uh, Greg, you are great. Um, Thank you for taking... You've been here since 6.30. It is now 10.45. It's been... But we had dinner and we put my baby down. Yeah. Which, um, you guys, Benny is six months old and she is a spit fire. (laughs) Oof. She is her mother's daughter (laughs) and stubborn as all can be. So she's got my genetics there. Um, Loud like her mom and stubborn like her dad. So here we go. We're going to pray for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I've missed podcasting. I'm thankful that I got to break back into it with you, Greg. It was a lot of fun tonight. Uh, If this episode or the one before hit you in a heartstring somewhere, man, uh, share this. Uh, And that's not self uh, self-motivating or trying to, I literally, I was crying to Greg, <laughs> actual tears in between the podcasts behind, I saw them. <laughs> behind my heart of like, man, men need to hear this. Mm. People need to hear the story of the fact that they are not alone in being a human. Um, and truly, Hey, Joe Rogan, if you hear this and you want to pick it up and you want to take my podcast, Run with it so that millions of people can hear it, and I will give it to you. Um, but until that day, it's up to you guys to share it uh, <laughs> and to tell a friend and to tell your dad. And to I've learned that like a lot of women have listened to this and have been just to share real quick. That I had a message from somebody who she was like, "I thought men verbatim." She said, "I thought men were pieces of shit because of my experience with them." And how they've treated me and and the abuse that I have incurred. And listening to the podcast has made me realize that men go through shit too. And that wrecked me because we have. (laughs) But we don't talk about it. No. And so share it with whoever. God, like freaking... That's the biggest way you can support this podcast. Financially, we were talking about how I have a $300 mic. (laughs) <laughs> Two of them combined three hundred dollars, and that's the whole podcast. <laughs> but but if you share it with someone, that would be huge to me. So until next time, peace and blessings, and all of the other Christian things that I should say. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Over a Drink Podcast. Keep an eye out for our next episode. Peace.